a stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to Live Mike. You heard that little tangential question I asked in the previous segment? I, I made a mistake as I was introducing uh, the topic at hand, which was uh, some comments made by the candidates for governor here in the state of Utah. I mistakenly said that we were about to hear from the candidates for president here in the state of Utah. And so anyway, producer Amy corrected me. My wheel started turning almost immediately, and I thought, well, hold on a second. If we were to reach into the pool of Utahns and pull out a name, whose name would we like to see in the White House? If you could pick one Utahn and send them to the office of the president, let them lead this nation, who would it be? I threw out the text message number, and uh, I got a few responses. In fact, I got two responses. I got three votes for John Huntsman. They'd like to see uh, Huntsman Jr. as president, someone here saying that he wanted to see Huntsman in the White House in 2016. and. I would like to see him in the White House even now. And then this last one, interesting, uh, Suzanne Harrison. Suzanne Harrison in the White House. Suzanne Harrison is a, a relatively new uh, legislator, uh, about a year and a half under her belt. Uh, a Democrat represents District 32. Uh, that's Draper. Some would like to see Suzanne Harrison in the White House. Maybe that'll uh, come to pass someday. Anyway, I told you in the lead up to this segment that I was going to do a bit more ranting and raving. A very similar discussion to the one that we had earlier regarding the statues in Statuary Hall in the U.S. Capitol. Speaker Pelosi would like to see uh, some of the statues removed from the U.S. Capitol, those depicting uh, Confederate leaders. And we did a little bit of a uh, uh, history lesson there, and we learned that, uh, well, it's really only the states that have the authority to make the decision as to who represents them in statue form in Statuary Hall, and that the location of those statues in the U.S. Capitol is up to uh, the, the Committee on the Library. So anyway, Speaker Pelosi, if she's going to have her way, she's got to convince some other folks to come along. But that is not the only, those are not the only things that she would like changed. That's not the only area where she would like to see uh, essentially Confederate symbols and names removed uh, in statute, as a matter of fact. Uh, this one has to do with military installations. I'm going to say a few, a few names, and you tell me if you recognize them as Confederate leaders or military installations, and then I'll share with you why I'm asking the question like that. So how about this? Here we go. Bragg, Fort Bragg. Fort Benning, Fort Gordon, Fort Pickett, Fort Hood, Fort Polk. Do you recognize any of those as Confederate leaders, or in your mind, do they exist as military installations? Maybe, maybe I didn't pay enough attention when it came to uh, Confederate history. But in my mind, these are all military installations. Fort Bragg, for example, of North Carolina, home to the 82nd Airborne, is where countless soldiers have deployed 
to defend this nation overseas. In particular, my brother-in-law has deployed from Fort Bragg. My sister, a former drill sergeant, trained incoming troops for years at Fort Gordon and Fort Sill. I believe that these names have taken on new meaning. No one, no one thinks about Fort Bragg and says, oh yes, Bragg, Bragg, yes, the, the upstanding military leader of Confederate fame. No, no, absolutely not. They think of a place where men and women report to receive the training and to go through the motions and to learn how to be soldiers, soldiers who will then deploy overseas to defend the way of life that you and I so enjoy. And the point I made earlier, which, if I'm honest, via text message, I have received some criticism. They tell me, hey, Lee, get off your Republican soapbox. Get off your Republican right-wing soapbox, Lee. What are you doing? Now, this isn't Republican-Democrat stuff. This is leave-me-alone type stuff. This is don't-condescend-to-me type stuff. When Speaker Pelosi addresses the media and others and says that she would like to see the names of these military installations changed because they honor Confederate leaders, she doesn't get it. She doesn't get that so much time has now passed that the names of these installations have taken on new meaning and that the pride that a soldier has for completing training at any one of these installations is identified by the name of that installation and no association to some Confederate leader from way back when. Secondarily, when you are told when you are told that you shouldn't refer to something by a certain name, you're being told that you don't have the capacity to understand history in its context. You know? Speaker Pelosi, she understands, she understands symbolism better than you and I do. Somehow she thinks that if we leave these, uh, these military installations, if we leave their names in place, that somehow that's going to infiltrate your brain. You're going to become a, a Confederate flag waver. You can't go to NASCAR races anymore, but you'll become a, a Confederate flag waver. Here she is uh, just this morning discussing the naming of military bases. The president will not be signing legislation that renames America's forts. Um, it's important to note, you know, Fort Bragg, for example, it's one of the largest military installations. It's home to tens of thousands of brave American soldiers. And when you think of Fort Bragg, we think of the brave soldiers that deployed from there. Uh, we think of all five World War II airborne divisions, the 82nd, the 101st, the 11th, the 13th, and the 17th, all trained at Fort Bragg. Uh, the 555th Parachute Infantry Battalion, this was the first black parachute battalion trained at this fort. Uh, we must recognize the sacrifices made by these men and women, some of whom saw Fort Bragg for the last time before they went overseas. And um, we've got to think of the Fort Bragg soldiers that have led humanitarian option operations like in Hurricane Katrina um, and the earthquake in Haiti. Um, we've got to honor what has happened there, not rename it. So that is an absolute non-starter for the president. That wasn't Speaker Pelosi, but rather White House spokesperson Kayleigh McEnany, who was highlighting the president's tweet during a briefing just this morning. And I could not agree with her more. And you can come at me and attack me and tell me that I'm just adopting right-wing views. No, no, no. I, 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 
I have been to these military installations. I am related to my family has been here. They have been some of those who have deployed from precisely Fort Bragg. And just as that spokesperson described, it means something more than some uh, Confederate from forever ago. It's got its own meaning. And last point I'll make on this, when you hear stuff like this, when you see efforts like this being undertaken by people like Speaker Pelosi, it's because they want to remain relevant. You'll see this issue come up from time to time. It's a distraction. There are real issues facing this nation right now. This is not one of them. Don't be distracted. That's it for me. I'm going to say goodbye, sign off, make way for the great Jeff Kaplan. It's been a pleasure hanging out with you uh, this afternoon. Invite you to join me again tomorrow from 1230 to 3 here on KLSL News Radio. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is Live Mike.